Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who is working out for me just fine. <laughs> Heather. I hope so, because I'm not really sure what you mean by that, because I'm the only person probably in this marriage that's... You're uh, probably the only person in the marriage. I think I'm in the marriage. married too, I'm saying. Like, I don't think there's anybody else that it should be working out with. So. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, well, it's good news for me. It's good news for both of us then. <laughs> Yeah, you're working out, and you know what else? We are going to find out what happens when things aren't working out today dun, with dun, dun. your budget. What? But budgets, you love budgets. Aren't they perfect? Don't they just, aren't they a miracle? And they just do everything? Well, and you're not wrong. perfect. You're not wrong. Budgets do go a long way <laughs> in making the miracle work. But once in a while, I know this may come as a shock, but once in a while, reality doesn't always match the budget. And what what do you do when that happens? And can you recover from it? Or do you just give up your budget and say, well, apparently budgets aren't going to work for me. I guess I'm just one of those people where I can't have a budget because of this. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot. I feel like almost every episode, the B word comes up, right? We talk about the importance of having a budget and what a great tool it is and but I think we need to be realistic that nobody's perfect and it's really hard to live inside a budget. And well, what does that mean? Okay, great, David and Heather, you guys must be perfect and you just budget every little penny and everything works great, but that's not real life. And so you're right. It isn't, you know, it is hard to stick exactly to a budget. And so we want to have a practical discussion to talk about what do you do? How do you, how do you track it? Um, you're not going to list, oh, this month we're going to spend $123.19 on gas. Like we realize that is not going to happen. And so you're like, how do I do this budget thing? Am I doing it right? Um, what does it look like? So that's what we want to talk about today, right? Exactly. Yeah. We want to make sure that uh, you are able to squeeze the most out of the categories you need to when you need to within your budget so that if, if one of those categories shoots up, like, like let's say your gas bill, I don't know if there's anything anyone else can relate to, but let's say your gas bill all of a sudden in the middle of the month jumps up significantly more than you had planned. Now what do you do? How do you account for that? How do you and still meet your overall budget elsewhere? Right. Or like it's, it's graduation season, right? And so Maybe you thought, oh, I'm going to get invited to these two graduation parties. Well, guess what? You got invited to five. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't just show up and eat free food and not show up with something. So, oh, man, I got to bring more presents or things. So we get it. Like surprises happen. But we want you not at the end of the month to be broke or not hitting your goals. Right. So what do we do? Specifically your savings goals. Exactly. (laughs) Coming from the saver over here. Exactly. And I think that's a good place to start. So, you know, when you set up your budget each month, you do need to set up like what you think you're going to spend in each bucket each month. You have your income, you're going to see what you're going to spend and you should have a bucket for savings, right? And so we want you to be budgeting for savings. You shouldn't be just, here's what I make, here I'm spending everything. Um, We want to make sure that part of your budget is savings or investing if you're out of debt. Like if you're out of debt and you've got your debt behind you, 
you really should be saving and investing, right? And so that should be a line item on your budget. But we want to make sure that you leave some room so that at the end of the month, like if you say, here's what I made, here's all my, my line items, that it doesn't necessarily zero out because there are, you aren't going to be perfect. And we, what happens is you're probably going to steal from that savings number because that is something you can control. So it's like, oops, I overspent. Oh, guess what? This month, look, we didn't save anything. Well, that's where we don't want you to end up, right? Because your savings, in, and maybe I'm a little partial here because I'm the saver, but I feel like your savings line or your investment line, that's the line that says, I'm making progress. I'm, I'm making this much progress towards my long-term big goals in life. And if you're always cheating yourself out of your big long-term goals, you're cheating yourself out of your future. And please don't cheat yourself out of your future. You don't deserve that. So take care of your future. You'll thank yourself uh, when you do that. Yeah. So what we want you to do is leave yourself a little margin. So what we do is we have a bucket that we put in and we pay ourselves right away. It goes automatically into our savings. But at the end of our budget, there's always some room. There's always some margin. Some months that margin's larger than others, but we always leave something. So it's not every, I know that Dave Ramsey will tell you, you should put every dollar should have a name and, and that's good. And we want that, but we also recognize that life isn't perfect and things come up and you are going to have some surprises and we don't want you to steal from your savings. So leave a little bit of margin. And if you end up not using that, awesome. You just got some extra money that you can save and invest. Um, and, and that, that miscellaneous, that's not, that's also not free. That's not, that's not a free, a ride to say, Oh, well now I get to spend a little extra because I see this cool new thing I want. Right. No, that's not what that's not what we're with this margins. Right. For. Because some months you may not have margins. We have some months where we do go negative, like, oh crap, we really had way too much. We didn't leave enough margin, right? And so and again, when we say margin, this depends on your financial situation, but it doesn't need to be a lot. We're not talking like thousands of dollars here. This might be a couple hundred bucks, depending on how tight or how 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 close your budget is. So this is, shouldn't be a, a huge amount of your budget, but we just don't want you to, you know, be zeroed out, right? Right, right, yeah. We, we want you to have a little bit of space in there, ideally. Because there are certain things in your budget that you can't change. They are going to be what they are. The, the amounts don't change every month. The biggest one being your housing, right? So most of you, uh, probably most people have a set place they live, whether you rent or you own a house, right? And that number is what it is. You sign a contract, you sign a lease, you sign a purchase agreement. It's like, here's what my housing cost is. And you can't change that. That's going to be what it is every month, right? You're, you're locked into it. And then, and not only are you locked into that, that mortgage or you're locked into that rent, odds are you're probably locked into those utilities, all right? You, you have to heat that house. You have to cool that house. You have to be able to turn the lights on. And you, yeah, you can try to reduce your energy costs a little bit, but they're, they're variable, but not by a lot. Um, I would say over the course of a year, right? right? So those are fairly well set and you have to insure that house. You have to, you have to maintain that house. There are certain costs there that, that are going to happen and you really can't budge too much on. Right. And the nice thing about these costs are they're super easy to budget and you're you going to plan for them. And you're going to be hundred percent accurate every month. Those aren't the buckets that we're off on, right? Every month we're like, yep, we made the mortgage payment. Oop, right on. There's no error in our budget. 
But there are a lot of buckets that aren't that way, right? So that's where we're saying these buckets, there's not really a lot you can do about other than if you find yourself at the end of the month, you are just negative, you're negative, you're negative. You may need to relook at these. And you might be in a situation where you're spending too much. And we're not going to cover that here on this episode, but that's really the only thing you can do. Maybe you can go find a new insurance agency and try to get your rate down. You know, debt payments are fixed. Maybe you can try to negotiate and pay it you know, get a lower debt or whatever. Move, move but, to a new debt or move to right. a new creditor or something like that. But, but there's not a whole lot of yeah. room or flexibility you can do with these. These are kind of what they are. So it is what it is. So, yeah. So, but you you can then set up your budget now um, based on these buckets, right? And and so then you have you have this set up and we want to be checking then throughout the month to see, where is it that we need to make adjustments? So if you're if you're getting if you're seeing this on a regular basis that you're over over budget at the end of the month, maybe it's worth checking in midway through the month to say where are we going off track? We're two months in, two weeks into the month. Do we see any warning signs on any of these buckets where oh okay we are over now? Let's say we're over on our food budget. Oh gosh, we're over on our food budget now this month. What do we need to do? Uh, in order to make some adjustments to bring that more into a line or to make an adjustment elsewhere because we know now food's going to be over. Ha- have a mid- mid-month check-in if this is a problem for you to make sure that uh, you're keeping this monitored. Yeah, I mean, you probably know when you have a major thing, like if there's a big house repair or if um, you find yourself, man, I've been to Target every other day or something, you probably know, but... Again, like David said, if every month you tend to be overspending, overspending, you probably do need to, you must not be aware. And it might be little things that you you can't tell where it's coming from. You're just really poor at budgeting. And some months it's this bucket, some months it's that bucket. And you just can't get a feel for where you are and you're not on track. So you might need to check in periodically through the month to see how are we doing? How are we tracking? Are there things we can adjust to at the end of the month hit the right net number? So the buckets might be off and some are going to be over, some are going to be under, but in the end of the month, the total is what you really care about, right? Right, right. So Heather, let's let's step through a few different categories then maybe and say, okay, in these categories, while we want the, the total to hit the right number, how, when we look at these categories, what are some levers we can pull in these categories to make sure we hit that number? And we talked a little bit about, or I had mentioned food maybe that's a good place to start to begin with. Yeah. And again, like these tips are really going to be how to cut back because this is saying, hey, we're going over. We have to rail it in. What are some easy things you can do during the month to adjust? So a lot of people are going to say food. Well, there's nothing I can do. I have to eat like I can't change. I have to go get groceries every week. I'm already not eating out. What what can I do? Right. Well, there are some things you can do. Number one, where are you buying your food? Now, you might say, well, I have to, it's super convenient. The hy or the whatever is right down the street. It's super easy. I love going there. It's nice. And well, you know what? Maybe you need to be going to cheaper stores. Maybe you need to hit the Walmart or the Aldi or something. So, you know, maybe there's some cheaper options that you should be looking at uh, to get yeah, shopping. Yeah, you can look at cheaper stores. You can look at, at what's on sale. Buy, buy, Make your purchases based on what what the current promotion is or if a coupon's available or not or don't buy things just because they're on sale maybe maybe it's not something you actually need now but you're buying it anyway 
Um, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really good idea. It's like, oh, well, I was going to make pork chops tonight. Oh, but look, maybe maybe the hamburgers on sale yes. cheaper or something. Right. So we're not saying that you can't eat or eat as good. It's just you know, again, be shop the deals. Be flexible. Be flexible on what you're eating. And but okay, so we said be flexible, but to to pair with that. I would say overall, you want to go in with a plan. So go in with a meal plan. Understand what generally are going to be affordable ingredients that we can put into our meal planning. And then, sure, you can you can adjust from there. You can be agile in, in how you tweak that meal plan as you're seeing what the deals are. But go in with a plan so that you're not just going in blind and purchasing whatever looks good because whatever looks good is probably going to be pretty expensive if you're not going in with the plan. And I think along those lines, stick to your list. Yes. Like don't, you know, we, this weekend we hosted family and my dad went grocery shopping and my sister texted him the list. He's like, I don't need a list. It's like, well, guess what? You end up, if you don't stick to your list, you're probably going to end up throwing extra things in your car. Oh, I saw this or I see this. And, and that's exactly what happened. And then you, before you know it, again, that's how you're overspending on your food budget. So really, really plan, stick to the plan. Then we, then we ended up with more, I mean, it was fantastic food, but it was more meats and more, yeah, more of the expensive stuff. Way more stuff. food than we need. And then, I mean, drastically, you may need to adjust if you just really aren't, right? So maybe you planned to have steak and you had this plan, but you know what? Maybe you need to cut back. Maybe you need to have spaghetti or rice or potatoes. I mean, that's just really drastic, but like maybe you do need to adjust and be even buying cheaper food if you really need to pull back on the food budget. Yep. Uh, next, I think another opportunity is, and, and we, we're all, like I said, we're all feeling this right now with gas prices, is the transportation costs. There are different ways to, if you need to cut back on your transportation, think about how you can consolidate trips. Be mindful about when, when you're taking your car out, when you're, you're leaving your house. How is it that you can make the most of the direction you're going? And maybe you're routing out or planning planning a, a day in advance or a couple days in advance to say, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store on this day and it's near this other store that I need to stop at. Maybe it's near the, the target or maybe I'm going to, maybe I'm going to a, a super target or to a, a Walmart where I can also get my groceries and I can also pick everything else up. And so it's one trip rather than three different trips. Yeah. And this one sounds kind of, well, now we're getting aggressive, but I mean, seriously, gas prices are crazy right now and you don't realize how often maybe you're making unnecessary trips or like if you are commuting to work, this is something I'll do often is like on my, I have a bit of a commute. So I'll either stop on my way home from work or on my way to work. So it's not an extra trip or going out of my way. I mean, I literally just did this week and I had to run some errands and I was like, okay, I got to go to these places, you know, making sure I put them all in one trip, like went to the places. And I, I know that sounds like basic common sense, but like a few things off of track from that really can can cause you to go through a lot more gas than you need. Yes, I know it, it's easy or at least was easy with lower gas prices to get in the habit of, oh, I'm just going to going to do that. I'm just going to go on a whim. I'm just going to hop in the car and drive on a whim. And now it it's it's important to stop and think a little bit more about it. And maybe you can even carpool with friends if you're going out on an adventure together, if you're going out someplace together with friends or if you're going into the office, if you have a colleague that lives nearby, um, figure out creative ways to uh, to carpool more, uh, or even to make use of public transit if that's an, an option in your area, or 
can you can you white walk or bike or or find other ways to to get places i i know it's so tempting um it seems like at least here in the midwest anytime we have to go a block down the street our inclination is to hop into the car but if we're just going a block or two maybe you can walk or maybe you can bike it's probably not the end of the world nope those are really great ideas so there are other areas where you can cut back when necessary as well, other than kind of those big buckets. So some things like clothing or toiletries, I know you might say, well, I have to have toiletries. How can I cut back? Well, maybe it's the timing. I know like when I go to buy toiletries, I usually stock up. I don't buy just like one tube of toothpaste. I'll kind of buy a backup or, hey, if there's a sale or whatever. And so you know, when the budget allows, do that. Stock up, you know, get three, six months of supplies or whatever if you can afford it and have it in the budget. And then in months where you can't, I mean, just get what you need. Just stick to what you need. Again, going back to the list, like plan what you need, buy to the list, don't overbuy. All of a sudden you realize you've got, you know, two years worth of toothpaste and it's getting ridiculous. So, you know, if you do that every time, but again, it adds up, right? If every time you go, you're spending 200 bucks at Target on all this stuff, Maybe you don't need all that. Maybe you've been overbuying. Yeah, and and maybe you know, the, you know, you talked about clothing, talked about toiletries, in, uh, entertainment wise. Maybe you don't need to go see the latest movie this month if your budget's already pressed uh, in a different category. Um, maybe maybe you can wait to see Top Gun until next month. You know, oh, you can't really though. Everybody <laughs> needs to go. Everybody needs to go see Top Gun right now. We're not getting oh, paid, on. but it was such a great movie. No, I mean this is. This is really stinky because everybody likes to have fun and, and go out to eat and, and go to the movies and do lots of fun stuff. But these are truly the flexible areas like we talked about. The set things that you can't do anything about. These are the things where, you know, some months maybe you're doing great and you can go out to eat more and go to the movies. And some months maybe you really need to buckle down and say, hey, we're checking mid-month. Oh, my goodness, we're way over. You know what? We're not eating out the rest of the month or we can't go to the movies. So, Nobody likes to do that and cut, but again, um, you know, that is an area that you can really tweak. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great to have areas that are such, have such flexibility like that. Um, and, and then of course, after you've looked at this, after you figured out, okay, here's the category where I can tweak in order to still meet my need. Now, now you're, you're making that budget this month work, but it was probably a little painful. So look at now, how do we need to adjust next month in order to avoid this painful tweak mid-process? And maybe maybe you weren't being realistic. I mean, that could be a reality. Maybe the budget you set out, maybe you said said it was going to be $300 for food when it really should have been $400. And that screwed up your budget and blew it all to pieces. So maybe you need to rework that budget over a $400 food rather than $300 food or whatever that number is for you. Um, but... Make sure it's realistic and then execute. And then it still might be worth doing that mid-month check-in. Yeah, I mean, I think this one is tough. Again, especially if you're getting new to budgeting. <clears throat> if you're new to budgeting or you've been struggling with budgeting for a while, I mean, maybe you just you just need to be honest with yourself. I know sometimes like I want to say, oh, no, 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 I don't spend that much. It's really just this. The, the, a big one for me on this one is kind of maybe some of my haircuts and stuff like that. And then... I'll, I'll go over and it's like, okay, just be honest. This is how much that costs. And so be honest with what it costs. And then you can step back and say, is there something we want to do more drastic? If we're like, wow, 
I didn't know we were spending $1,000 in groceries. That seems like a lot. Then you can kind of think about how do we adjust or whatever, but be honest and realistic with how much you really, really are spending in these budgets. Yeah, and then after a while of, of doing this, after being honest with yourself and with each other about what, what your real budget is, then hopefully as a couple, you get into a rhythm of what that feels like spending that budget uh, every month. And it is it is kind of, I mean, it's almost like, like you're a band or an orchestra, right? Playing together because with one person doing their part of the spending, another person doing their part of the spending, and how does that merge together to to the the notes or to the to the music sheets of the budget to create? Wow, what a great, what a beautiful picture you're beautiful painting music there. What a together. Metaphor. Well, Heather, I just want to make beautiful music with you, <laughs> and 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 we do that fiscally every month through our budget. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is one, and this is why I don't like budgets. If if, if it's not working, you, you have to be strict. You know, you do need to be strict and follow it. But like David said, hopefully after a while, you'll get used to it and kind of know the flow. And like, and maybe, maybe you're just not good at finances. I'm pretty good at finances. I kind of know, especially since I'm probably the one doing most of the spending in these categories. I kind of know when ooh, we've done a lot here or I need to pull back here. And so... Hopefully you can get and kind of get into a rhythm. And like I said, you know, maybe some months are worse than others, but um, hopefully you don't have to be hyper aware and tracking forever. You can kind of get into that rhythm. All right. So we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse or significant other. Is your budget working for you? Because we assume you all have budgets because you've been listening to us. Um, so be honest about it, though. Are you reaching your goal and target at the end of the month or are you dipping into your savings? Take a stock at how far off of your original budget you are at the end of each month and see if you need to do some of those mid-month check-ins. So, David. Heather. How well do you think we do at reaching our goal and sticking to our budget month to month? Could we do better? There's a right answer to this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a right answer, but there's also a correct answer. Oh, there's, snap. This is where we talked about being honest. We need to be honest, honest about there's it. There's an honest answer. So I think we do a great job laying out our budget. Um, I'm not sure that we always have the same level of commitment to sticking to that budget or, or making adjustments throughout the month in order to hit that necessarily. Um I think you're more open, I would say, overall to pulling out of what would normally go into savings rather than cutting back on a month to hit a number. You'll say, well, yeah, that happened this month and we'll figure it out. But I think you, I'm, I'm more inclined to make those sacrifices in the month, middle of the month than you are. And I think that's where we sometimes run into some of our disagreements. Do you disagree with that? No, um, but here's what I would say about that. I knew I knew that was your answer. I actually think we do pretty good, and this is why. Because I think we manage it more on an annual basis that versus a month-to-month. You might be living on a month-to-month, but I think that I'm able to kind of look at the year and course correct as we go. So like we said, some months will look really bad and others, but we hit our annual targets every year. And so I think we do a good job of here's our annual goal and we do, you know, we do adjust. Like if there's a bad month, you know, we'll say, hey, we're, we're going to 
pull back on what we're putting towards vacation or whatever going forward and things. So we do a really good job about adjusting our budgets as we go if we need to. So I think I agree on a monthly basis. We're pretty not bad, but we can be off quite a bit in our buckets. Um, But I think we manage it on an annual basis. But like, and then I do think we also adjust some months. So like I was thinking about it. So like this month, for example, I know that we have overspent in eating out. I'm very confident. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I'm confident. I'm pretty confident about that as well. Right. And so if you think about it, we did not eat out this past week. Which I appreciate. And we won't eat out until the end of the month. Like, we will not eat out until next month. So, I like, that. I recognize that, hey, this is an area, pretty confident we're over, so let's reel it in a little bit. Normally, we would have probably gone out to eat this week or this weekend or whatever. And I'm like, I know that we need to pull back. So like, I feel like I've got a good gut, but I think I manage it more making sure we hit our annual goals. And you're right on the month to month basis. We're, we're probably getting like a C, but overall for the year, it nets out to an A plus. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's okay. I'm glad you still think Kylie of yourself. It's helping us. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you disagree? Well, no, I think, I think you're right. I think you're. We've historically we've been pretty good about our year end goals. Um, but yes, I definitely on the the month to month, I get nervous on the month to month because we have some some months we have some very bad months. But you also tend to forget the good months. And then some have. months we have some very good months. Yes. And so that that's the challenge. And I think I definitely get more more upset or more nervous during the very bad months than I get happy during the good months. Um, the, the bad months are just more painful for me. That's the problem. It'd be nice if we could just even it out a little bit. Just spread it nice and even across all the months. Got it. That'd make me happier. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anyway, the, the point is, is that this is something that I don't think any couple gets perfect, and we are still working on it. And we clearly, um, we're making progress, but we're, yeah, I don't know. We're figuring it out. That's right. We're figuring it out together. We're still together. We, we love each you other. You said that I'm your, the one that's working out with. Yeah, so it's, it's working still out. working out. It's working out great. So we're working <laughs> it. Um, anyway, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today, if I'm not mistaken, Heather. It sure does. <laughs> so... Remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.